Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. Richard here, your favorite announcer. Season 6 begins with Thanksgiving. Jonathan Edwards teaches, All gracious affections that are a sweet odor to Christ and that fill the soul of a Christian with a heavenly sweetness and fragrancy are broken-hearted affections. A truly Christian love, either to God or men, is a humble, broken-hearted love. The desires of the saints, however earnest, are humble desires. Their hope is a humble hope, and their joy, even when it is unspeakable and full of glory, is a humble, broken-hearted joy, and leaves the Christian more poor in spirit and more like a little child, and more disposed to a universal lowliness of behavior. And now, join Fred in examining the humble affection of thankfulness. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. My name is Fred, and I am the principal of the podcast. And more than that, or more specifically, I am the principal reminder of the podcast here to remind us all of prayer and the importance of prayer, and to prayerfully give some encouragement and some exhortation in that area as well. If this is the first time you've been listening to us, we are kicking off year six of this here podcast, and we are kicking it off with gratitude, thanksgiving. And it is, I repeat this a lot, but it is a joy and a privilege and a source for me of overwhelming gratitude that I have even a penny God has given me to spend on the Christian life or in the Christian life, and to prayerfully, God will multiply that penny and make it more than it is at face value. Thank you, Jesus. He does that for us. This is Thanksgiving season in my culture, and in days gone by, unfortunately, it would have been a true season for Thanksgiving, for God's general goodness, for my whole culture, and a specific Thanksgiving for our Savior, which would which will come next month. And it is less than that these days, but especially for Christians, it is a season of thanksgiving. So we are covering thanksgiving, and we begin, or began, with what I would call fallback positions to our gratitude. And the reason I call them that, if you haven't heard before, is I know there are times in our lives when we feel defeated, and we don't feel thankful. And sometimes we are overwhelmed to the point that we have literally, we have no feeling of thanksgiving. We have nothing that we feel like we could be being thankful for. That's not true, of course. And usually we come out of those down cycles pretty quickly. But I spent years in my life being depressed, as you will have heard if you've listened before. And if you haven't, now you know. And there were times in my life when I needed these fallback positions. The Old Testament talks about a sacrifice of thanksgiving. For me, it is a sacrifice of thanksgiving by faith. Again, not of a, the sacrifice of, a, of an animal that was sacrificed. It is the mere obedience of being thankful when I don't feel like I have anything to be thankful for. And like I said, it happens to everyone in, in brief cycles. And again, in my case, it happened for many years where I needed these sacrifices of thanksgiving. Now, we've done one already, and that 
was the idea of being thankful for other people, what other people have, or how God is working in the lives of other people. And we may get to that point where we don't feel like particular gratitude in a season in our lives. We do have people around us that we can thank God in the way that he's moving in their lives. That was the first episode on this. The second one, or that was the second episode on this. The third one today, and I'm just going to give it to you to begin with, and then we'll discuss it, is it is better to have been born, created, than not to have been born. That, for me, is a fallback position. It is better that I have been alive than not to have been created at all. If you've read the book of Job, you'll recall that he wishes he hadn't been created. And it's two things. I absolutely know that that's true in my soul. You wouldn't be able to convince me any other way. But it's also an absolute sacrifice of thanksgiving. Because as sure as I am in my soul, I'm confident that this is the truth, that it is that it is better to have been born, born than not to have been born. There are deep, profound questions, and they're far more troubling to my soul than many of the assurances that I do have in my soul of God, who he is, and the purpose of creation. We're not going to discuss those today. If you're a person that thinks about those types of things, If you think about that, you'll probably get to those questions pretty early. And we may never know, even in heaven, we may not know how that is exactly true. But I believe, again, by faith, we will know it is true and have more confidence in it. At least I'm praying that I will in heaven than I do in this earthly life. However, for the child of God, it is decisively true that we were born that we were created, then it would have been not to have been created at all. Or in a less philosophical way of expressing it, gratitude that we are created, that we have these lives. And in general, they are one of those common mercies and graces of God. And it is also universally true. I believe that too, as I sat down to do this. It is universally true that it is better to have been created than not to have been created. And it is for this very reason. When we thank God for being created, like David did in Psalm 139, starting in verse 11, he said, If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me, and the light around me will be night. Even the darkness is not dark to thee, and the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to thee, for thou didst form my inward parts. Thou didst weave me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are thy works, and my soul knows it very well. Verse 15, My frame was not hidden from thee when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. And we can only come to God sincerely and say something like David said there when we do it with humility, with utter humility, and when we do it with utter humility utter humility, realizing that precious gift that we've been given, only then, in that humility, can we say what David says later. Verse 23 and 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there be any hurtful way in me, and lead me in the everlasting way. 
It's only from a place of humility that we can ask God to examine us, see what we do that is hurtful to him and to the kingdom and to other people, and then help us change those things. We can only do those in from a place of humility, which knowing that he is our creator and we, are, and we didn't create ourselves, knowing that makes that true brings us to that place of humility, and that is one of the keys of the Christian life. If we don't come to God in that humility, we will be like that football player who, after a game, just gave praise and honor to his hands because he caught a pretty good pass at the end of a game. But I also believe that when we get to heaven, we will hear from earlier days when the belief and fear of God and judgment was taken more seriously than it is, at least in my culture, that the humbling process of thanking God from a place of humility, just for being alive, just because he created us, was the first step in many people's salvation. Because they have to say that in humility too, and give credit to their creator, being thankful, the opposite opposite of Romans 1. And I believe that many people come to Christ from that place of humility, just thanking God for their creation. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for today. We thank you and we bless you that you have created us. Sweet Jesus, deep in our souls, even before I was saved, I knew it was better to have been alive than to have not been alive. And then in salvation and the study of your word, Holy God, it became eminently clear that you are our creator. So I do thank you for that. We bless you, and we present this time to you. Make us thankful, even when we don't feel like it, Lord, when we don't have that affection. Make us thankful. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that gift of life. Thank you for the hope that we have in you. We pray this in the name of our Savior. Amen. David also says in that psalm, How precious also are thy thoughts to me, O God, how vast the sum of them. If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Our comfort as Christians, even towards the end of our lives, like this old man, is when we go to sleep, as the Bible says, we will wake up in the presence of God more glorious than ever before. That's the God we are commended to. Brethren, let's pray for one another, and let's be thankful for the people in our lives that he has created and put around us. Thank you once again for listening. 